Oh, what is the upskies, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the GX WrestleCast. This is episode 61, and this is an extra special episode. We are doing three pay-per-view reviews in one bonus episode. So we got Night of Champions, Battleground, and Double or Nothing. An absolutely loaded freaking weekend, man. Like, even Impact Wrestling had a pay-per-view on Friday, so everybody's getting involved. Power Slap came back on the weekend, and just, yeah, what a wild weekend. And, uh, yeah, I'm struggling to get through all of it, but uh, I've watched it, so let's freaking get into it. And we're going to start with Night of Champions in Saudi Arabia, starting off the show with AJ Styles versus Seth Rollins for the World Heavyweight Championship. Oh, baby. Crowd is singing the shit at a Seth Rollins song, obviously. Everyone does that. AJ suplexes Seth into the turnbuckle. He lands right on his head. Look, That looked like it hurt. AJ with a gorgeous backflip. Reverse DDT. I mean, oh my god. Thumbs up for that. And then Seth uh, inverted superplex neckbreaker combo. I mean, oh my god, dude. So good. AJ with a brain buster on the apron. Really nasty landing there for Rollins. I mean, oh my goodness. Seth then tweaks his knee, diving into Styles. Styles immediately applies a calf crusher. Seth goes for a pedigreed. Styles reverses it into a pedigreed of his own. Oh my goodness. I love a good finisher stealer. Thumbs up for that. Seth kicks AJ in the face midair. He tries to stomp, but his leg gives out on him. Seth manages to get off a pedigree. He can now deliver a stomp. He pins. And we got a new and first ever world heavyweight champion, Seth. Freaking Rollins. Triple H H puts the belt on him. And the big old fireworks show begins. And oh hell yeah. There's no one more deserving than Seth Rollins to have this title around his waist. I mean, AJ Styles, a close second, I would have to say. Both guys, just awesome. Fantastic opening match. I mean, the crowd was electric. They were rooting for Seth Rollins the whole way through. Lots of near falls. You got finishers getting stolen left, right, and center. I like the the selling of the leg from Seth was pretty good. I like that story that they were telling. And some pretty stiff striking in there as well. This was a great opening match. Eight and a half out of thing. And I predicted that Seth would win. Got that correct. We move on. It is Becky Lynch versus Trish Stratus. So Becky throwing live rounds at Trish. I mean, she was throwing some really stiff-looking punches in this one. I feel like I I would say at least three or four of those clocked Trish, like right in the face. She just ate it for breakfast. I mean, good stuff. Becky gets tossed face first into the steel steps. That looked really, (laughs) really nasty. I'm not sure if she wanted to go face first into that steel step, but she did. Becky catches Trish with the in that handstand move that she does. She pulls her down into the walls of Jericho. I thought that was a really cool counter and a cool spot. Thumbs up. Trish then gets caught into the disarmor. Trish pulls her hair to get out of it. And then Zoe Starks pops out from underneath the ring, gives Becky a Z360, throws her into the ring. Trish hits a Stratisfaction, and she wins. Oh my goodness. So a little bit surprised here. Trish gets the win, but now with hindsight, uh, it does make a bit of sense. Uh, But fucking hell yeah, Trish, man. Like, she has still got it. Like I said, coming into this one, she wasn't like the greatest wrestler ever, but like really, really good. And yeah, man, this was very well done from her. I really enjoyed that. I loved her performance. Great selling. Talking shit the whole time to Becky and the referees. Like, man, I missed Trish Stratus as a heel. Like, oh man, she's so good. Thumbs up for all that. And a good fired up performance from Becky. I mean, kind of meh on the finisher. Zoe and Trish teaming up. I I don't really know what that's about. It could work, but I was kind of excited to see Trish kind of do her own thing and Zoe do her own thing. If they're together, I'm not sure if maybe Trish is going to go into maybe a management role. I hope not because that match made me, I want more of that. It was really good. Seven and a half out of ten. And I got this one wrong. Trish wins. I picked Becky. We move on. It's the Intercontinental Championship match. Gunther with Imperium defending against Mustafa Ali. A meaty chop for Mustafa right out of the gate, imprinting his hand into the champion's chest. I mean, just a sign of things to come. Gunther drops Ali with one thunderous chop of his own. And, oh, dude, so many more of those nasty chops incoming. Thumbs up for all that. Ali powerbombs the champion, hits a just gorgeous 450 splash. Uh, Really surprised he was able to get Gunther up on that powerbomb. Really impressive. Thumbs up for that. 
Ali goes for another one of those. Gunther moves, hits a ridiculous, like, water boy dropkick. And he goes flying. That was, I was laughing so hard. Good stuff. Powerbomb to hell. Gunther pins and retains the Intercontinental Championship. I mean, nice try, Ali. That was a hell of a performance in front of, I don't think he's, he's not from Saudi Arabia, but it, he's, you know, he's familiar with that place. Uh, he sold his soul out there with a few really close calls. I mean, he almost had Gunther, but I was never really in doubt that Gunther was going to win this match. Gunther, I mean, hard hitting might be an understatement, but really good fight right here. Seven out of ten. I picked Gunther to win. Correct. Raw Women's Championship. We got Bianca Belair defending against Asuka. Asuka using Belair's hair against her. A bunch of roll-up reversals end with Bianca eating a head kick. That just, mm, very good. Thumbs up. Asuka shoots the mist. Bianca avoids it this time. KOD attempt countered into an armbar. Asuka spits mist into her fingers. Belair goes for another KOD. Asuka rubs the poison mist in Bianca's eyes. The champ is blinded. Asuka kicks her head off. Pins... And new Raw Women's Champion, it is Asuka. I mean, the match, a little bit standard, you know, Belair, Asuka stuff, getting in their offense. Nothing too crazy. Uh, honestly, the start was a little bit boring. They picked up the tempo a little bit, but it's it was just too late. Like I, It was like 30 seconds. I was like, oh yeah, this is getting good. And then it was over. I mean... Asuka was stiff, it was, that was good, Bianca was solid, I mean, there's nothing really wrong with it, but it just didn't feel all that special, not, not big enough for a pay-per-view match, you know what I'm saying, and, I mean, the finish was fairly creative, they've been doing the mist for a long time, so, you know, it's, it, it was different, so I'll give them that, five and a half out of ten, I predicted Asuka, and I was correct. We got the SmackDown Women's Championship now, it is Rhea Ripley with Dom Dom, defending against Natalia. Dom talking shit to Natalia. She's getting really annoyed. Rhea blindsides her. The steel stairs, very, very popular tonight. Natalia gets tossed into them a bunch of times. Eats a riptide. Rhea pins and retains. I, that's it. I mean, I'm fine with Natalia getting squashed here, but um, not on pay-per-view, man. Like, that was just a big old waste of time. There's so much, there's so many talented women on the roster, and you're gonna, you're gonna waste it on a minute and a half squash match against Natalia. Like, even, like, I'm not a fan of Natalia, but I think she's better than that to get squashed like this. She should have been a, at least, give them a few freaking minutes, get, get Natalia some offense in there. This sucked. This was kind of a waste of time. Two out of ten. I predicted Rhea Ripley. I was correct. Brock Lesnar now going up against Cody Rhodes. Cody has his hand in a titanium cast. They make that very clear that it is a titanium cast, everybody. Titanium. (sighs) Anyway, uh, he apparently is allowed to use it as a weapon. Uh, News to me. Brock suplexes Rhodes onto the injured arm a whole bunch of times. Cody hits Brock a bunch with the cast. Hits a Cody cutter and crossroads times two. The third crossroads, though, is countered into the Kimura lock. Cody gets stuck in that thing forever. I swear to God, he falls asleep. He wakes back up. He gets out of it. A third crossroads, but it is not enough to keep the beast down. Lesnar hits an F5, but Cody kicks out of it. Kimura lock applied yet again. Cody passes out, and Lesnar picks up the W. A pretty good story, you know, making Cody look very, very resilient. That's kind of his gimmick right now that he'll never give up. Comes in with this broken, sprained hand, and he just keeps going. I mean, he kind of had, that was like an advantage to him. He had a nice hard cast on there. He beat the shit out of Brock with it, but wasn't enough. I mean, honestly, maybe they could have done this into a no disqualification match. Then, I don't know, it would have gave it a little bit more buzz, I guess. But it was fine. It was a solid Brock match. Six out of ten. Predicted Brock would win. That was correct. We go now. It is the main event time. It is the undisputed tag team championships. Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn defending against Solo Sokoa and Roman Reigns with Paul Heyman. Sami... Hypes the crowd up before the match. They are going absolutely banana. Solo doing all of the work while Roman interferes with the champions on the outside. Kevin hits a pop-up powerbomb on Roman. Not enough. Then a stunner. Reigns answers with a spear. Both men down. That was a really awesome spot. Thumbs up for that. Zayn, hot tag, builds to a haluva kick to Solo, but Roman in for the save. Referee gets absolutely obliterated by a spear from Roman. It was an accident, mostly. 
Hell breaks loose, a bunch of finishers getting stolen. I fucking love that. You know, stunners getting stolen, spears, it's great. Thumbs up. Finally, the Usos make their arrival, beating up the champs, even though Roman said, you're not allowed to come to Saudi Arabia. We all knew they were going to be here. So Usos bury Kevin Owens under the announce desk. Usos accidentally kick Solo in the face. Whoopsie. Roman, 11 out of 10 pissed off, gets in their face. Jimmy has had enough. He kicks Roman, not once, but twice in the face. His brother Jay is absolutely shocked, and they cheese it. KO hits a stunner, haluva kick from Sammy, pins. New referee finally makes his way down. They pin and retain their championship. Uh, real, real methodical start to this one. Uh, methodical, uh, kind of a different a wrestling term for boring or slow. But again, it works for this match because the crowd was so hot. There was a lot, a lot of crowd work. Just, you know, doing the looking around and getting the crowd going all crazy. They did a really good job at that. It did pick up towards the end and then the predictable Uso shenanigans. It does hit its mark. I mean, they they moved on to a next part of the story. I thought it was really good, compelling, well-performed. And I thought, yeah, it was a really good match. 7 out of 10. I predicted KO and Sammy would win. I was correct. And that is the end of the show. I thought it was an enjoyable show for the most part. I mean, crowd was white hot, except for a little bit of a lull in the middle there. But, I mean, you can't really blame them. That Rhea Ripley-Natalia match was was actually worse than I was expecting. I thought at least it was going to be a match. I was surprised by a squash match. Uh, Trish Stratus and Lynch, that was definitely the sleeper hit for me of the show. I didn't have the highest hopes for it. I thought it was going to be entertaining, but it was even better than I was expecting. That was That was a banger. And I'm really hoping that Trish Stratus is going to stick around. It looks like she's going to be staying around. I don't know if she's going to be wrestling very much now that she's with Zoe Stocks, but we'll see how that goes. It was it was good. Really good job from Trish. AJ and Seth, I mean, best match of the night. Uh, very deserving victory right here for Seth freaking Rollins. The finale with, with KO and the Bloodline, it's predictable, but it was well done. So I thought the show overall was really, really solid. Going to give it a 6.5 out of 10. Now let's see what NXT's got. We got Battleground in Massachusetts. That's, I don't know whereabouts in Massachusetts, but that they're in Massachusetts. And the show kicks off with the triple threat NXT North American Championship match. Wesley defending against Tyler Bate and Joe Gacy with Ava. Bait airplane spin, big swing combo on both Gacy and Lee. He doesn't really get a whole lot of spin on the move, but it was still very impressive how much strength it takes to do that. Uh, Wesley into a powerbomb by Gacy. He gets deadlifted back up, and he throws him at Tyler Bate. I mean, Jesus. Gacy was fantastic. Thumbs up for that move right there. Wesley kicking both of his opponents in the head with a double cardiac kick. That looked really good. Gacy goes for a big old lariat. Wesley dodges it, hits another cardiac kick, pins, and wins, retaining his championship. Whew, I mean, Gacy might have been the MVP in this one. I don't I didn't think I would ever say that about Joe Gacy, but he was excellent in there. He was really fired up. He was probably the most noticeable noticeable guy in the ring. Really good performance. Tyler Bate and Lee, they were also very impressive. Lots of cool spots in this match. I really liked when they were doing like two-on-one moves and, and one move on two guys. They were doing a whole bunch of that stuff. Thumbs up for that. And no shenanigans in this match. That was awesome. I don't. I didn't recall Ava getting involved in any way. That was really important. Uh, they didn't utilize any weapons. Uh, and the crowd was honestly a little bit quiet throughout this match. I was honestly very surprised. I thought it was a very good opening match. Seven and a half out of ten. I predicted that Wesley would win, and he did it, so I'm right. We got the Heritage Cup. Noam Dar with Aura Mensa defending against Dragon Lee with Nathan Frazier. This is a British rules match, so it's th- I think it's six three-minute rounds, something like that. Uh, best two out of three falls, and that's just about it. So Noam Dar rolls up. And puts a bridge on Dragon Lee pins and Noam Dar going up 1-0 in the match. Noam Dar blasts Lee in the head with a back elbow after the bell. So just some shenanigans right there. Dragon with a cool flip DDT pins Dar and it's tied 1-1. Mensa and Frazier start brawling with each other. The referees tell them to get out of here. So they're gone. Dragon goes for another Hurricanrana off the apron but... 
Noam Dar has this one scouted, and oh man, Dragon Lee falls hard on the ground, man. That was a brutal landing. Then Lash Legend and her friend shows up. They smack uh, Wesley with a bucket in the bottom of his back or some shit. Noam Dar pins, and he retains his Heritage Cup. I mean, uh, honestly, I'm not a big fan of the of the round concept. It just, especially with Dragon Lee, man, like, no, I'm Dar might be able to have a good go with it, but the way that Dragon Lee wrestles, he's so fast-paced and high-flying. The constant, I think it's every three minutes, uh, having to stop the match, it just wasn't really doing it for me. The final round, though, was pretty good, but it was so short, and yeah, just not a lot going on there. The finish was honestly pretty darn lame. Four and a half out of ten. I predicted Dragon Lee would win. I, I, in hindsight, I, I, I'm a little bit shocked that I picked him, but I was wrong. So we got the last man standing match up next. It is Dijak versus Ilya Dragunov. So these two have been having a really weird uh, rivalry over the last few weeks here, just seeing who's the better, who can take the most torture. So they've been torturing each other and fighting constantly. So finally, we're going to have this last man standing match. This one was on my radar, man. The second I was like, oh, this is going to be good. Let's see if it lives up to expectation. So two minutes into this match, we already got welts forming on them. Ilya is suplexed onto the steel steps as the steel steps continue to be very, very popular this weekend. Dijak grabs a table, Dragunov torpedoes himself through it, trying to take out Dijak. He busts open the table, and he busts open his face. He's got this really gnarly fucking gash underneath his, like, in his mouth area. Fucking Dragunov is bleeding really badly. WWE officials, they take, like, I have to give him props for this one. Really quickly patch him up so he can get back to wrestling. They don't like to have the blood everywhere, so they just stitched him up. It, it held, and uh, that's all thumbs up right there. So Ilya now, he's all patched up. He's got that gruesome cut on his chin. Uh, he tries to go for a German suplex attempt on Dragunov, but he grabs, or sorry, he onto Dijak, but Dijak hangs onto the ropes, and Dragunov just sends himself back first into the steel steps. That looked stupidly, stupidly painful. Ilya then with a ridiculous tornado DDT onto the steps. Then he goes coast to coast with the steel steps. I mean, Jesus, dude. Thumbs up. That was awesome. Dijak with a horrific choke slam onto the apron. I mean, oh my, just so many painful bumps. Uh, we got Feast Your Eyes from Dijak. It was, he hits it really nicely. And then an absolutely incredible sell by Ilya. He's just falling all over the ring trying to stay on his feet and he finally collapses onto the ropes but he's also avoiding the 10 count of the last man standing match at the same time fucking masterful right there so that's a thumbs up Dijak's really pissed off now he just starts beating the shit out of Dragunov with a kendo stick until that thing just obliterates like he just destroys that kendo stick over his body welts forming oh my goodness Dragunov won't stay down he hits Dijak with a flying forearm smash and then he does another one off of the steel steps smashing Dijak's face into a steel chair that was awesome Dijak cannot answer the 10 count Dragunov wins oh my goodness dude what an incredible incredible performance from both of these men man I mean what a war what a battle just excellent crazy pace literally from start to finish man right out of the gate they were right to a 10. It finished on a 10. They were, I, wow. And it was like a, a pretty long match too. So to keep up that pace the whole time, very, very impressive. Beating the shit out of each other the whole time. Weapons, punches, nasty chops, you name it. Welts and bruises all over themselves. Lots of, they, I like the use of the weapons, especially the steel steps. They were using those like crazy. Selling from Dijak, I mean, he was great, but drugging off mate. That might have been the best selling I've ever seen. Like, oh my god, dude. He was incredible out there. Like, he's so... Like, I want to use the word reckless, but I mean, he's just throwing himself around out there, selling his soul for Dijak. It was, wow, just an incredible job from both men. Thumbs up for that. And now, I mean, my bar was set so high for this match, and honestly, they crushed it. Like, it was even better than I was hoping for. And for the first time in this podcast podcast's history... This match gets a 10 out of 10. We got a 10 out of 10. This match was amazing. This is, it might have been the, one of the best last man standing matches I've seen since like, um, 
oh man, it was on NXT, but it was a few years ago. This was awesome. I love the way it was just a war, man. Like it was exactly what I was hoping for, but even better, even even better. But seriously, if um, you haven't seen these guys fight, I think I had Dijak. I don't think he won my most underrated wrestler of the year, but he's definitely in contention. And again and again, man, this guy is putting on bangers. This could be a potential star-making performance right here for Dragunov. I already feel he's kind of a borderline star, but the way they've been booking him lately, he's just kind of there. But this isn't the first time that Dijak has put on an excellent clinic with someone and they've gone on to be very successful I am reminded of Solo Sokoa who had a very good feud with uh, Dijak down in NXT before he came up the best matches that I've seen Solo in and man this is just what Dijak do 10 out of 10 I predicted Ilya Dragunov was gonna win and I was correct we got a segment backstage Duke uh, Duke's Chase U session is interrupted by Dempsey and Drew Gulak. They are douchebags to Thea Hale. She goes off crying. Duke defends his students and they're going to fight next week. I mean, this, this didn't need to be on this show. If they had nothing, if nothing was going to come out of this in, in form of a match on this card, then I don't like them wasting time with little promo things here if they're not even on the card. So this was, it was a fine segment, just kind of a waste of time though. We move on. It is the NXT Tag Team Championship match. Gallus with Joe Coffey defending against the Creed Brothers with Ivy Nile. Julius goes absolutely insane on a hot tag. He starts suplexing Gallus and then kipping up. He does this a solid like 10 times. I mean, wow. And then a standing shooting star press, uh, cherry on top of that maneuver right there. I mean, that was insanely impressive. Uh, the crowd was rather quiet until he started doing that. And then, yeah, they were on fire after seeing that. Just undeniably impressive. That's a double thumbs up right Yeah, Ava attacks Ivy, distracting... Uh, the Creeds, Gallus capitalizes, they hit the knee to the head with a face buster combo, Pin and Gallus retains their championship, I mean, honestly a little bit let down by this one, fairly standard tag team match, the only thing that really made this one special was that Julius going Super Saiyan mode, throwing bitches around, kipping up so many times in a row, that was so fucking impressive, uh, the finish was stupid, I didn't like the finish, I'm gonna give it a 5 out of 10, predicted that Gallus would win, and I was correct, we got the NXT Women's Championship Tournament Finals, it is Lyra Valkyria versus Tiffany Stratton, winner will be the new Women's NXT Champion, Lyra falls awkwardly on her bad knee, scary looking, but she seems okay, that's going to be a storyline, throughout this match so tiffany having an epiphany she starts to focus in on the bad knee of valkyria she starts beating it up lots of submissions on there good stuff tiffany catches valkyria off the top rolls through pops her up but lyra reverses it into a crucifix bomb into a near fall right there that was fantastic thumbs up for that stratton counters hits the rolling slam nails the picture perfect moonsault pins and new NXT Women's Champion, it is Tiffany Stratton. And, I mean, seriously, without a doubt, this was the best match I've seen from both of these women. I, I really enjoyed the, the bad knee of Lyra, ends up being her downfall. But she put on a really gutsy performance in there. She told a good story. It was really good wrestling. I mean, I don't, I don't know what Lyra's been doing up until this point. But, yeah, she really came to play on the pay-per-view. Very impressive. Match had a lot of really good counters in there, some good near falls, and Tiffany, good performance out of her as well, strong and athletic. I mean, I'm looking forward to see how she's going to do with her title reign. I uh, I honestly wasn't expecting either of these two to be in the finals, but I mean, Tiffany, like I've said before, I think she's a very, she's very good in the ring. She's got a pretty solid gimmick going on, and I think she's got the mic skills, so I'm excited to see how she's going to do. I thought this was a great match, 8 out of 10, and I predicted Tiffany would win, and I had an epiphany alright, because I was right. We move on, it is the main event, it is the NXT Championship match, Carmelo Hayes with Trick Williams defending against Braun Breaker. I thought there was supposed to be a weaponized steel cage match on this card, but I guess they've moved it to NXT, which is extremely disappointing, but... It is what it is. 
So, back to the main event, we got Braun Breaker wearing a dollar store looking wolf mask thing. I mean, it's not the dollar dollar one, you know how you go to dollar stores and they have things that are like four or five dollars? It was like the four dollar mask, like, it was still shitty, but, you know, it wasn't that bad. Alright, so Trick doing his really funny dance throughout this match, I mean, I love it, but, oh my god, stop doing that. Braun hits an explosive Frankensteiner, very nice. Braun then smashes his nuts off of Mello's knee by accident. Breaker goes for a suplex. Carmelo counters it into a wicked DDT. That thing was fucking violent. Thumbs up for that. Hayes springboards into an unreal midair spear by Breaker. I mean, wow. That, I, th- I thought for sure that motherfucker was getting KO'd with that fucking spear. That thing was gorgeous. Thumbs up. Somehow Mello kicks out of that thing. Uh, He hits nothing but net, pins, and retains his championship. I mean, big ol' win for the hometown boy. I guess he's from Massachusetts. That's key. And it was a good match, man. I thought some awesome counters in there. That spear might have been one of the best ones I've seen in a while. That thing was awesome. And Braun Breaker healing it up throughout the match, chirping at Mello and the crowd. It was pretty fun, man. Like, I I have been... uh, Much bigger fan of Braun Breaker as a heel. It's just, I like heels, man. Heels is where it's at. They're much more entertaining. And I thought it was a good match. I'm going to give it a 7 out of 10. And that's the end of the show. I think, man, great show. I think it was a great show. Only letdown for me personally was that Heritage Cup match. Like I said, I just don't think the rules really fit for Dragon Lee to let him flourish and fly around and stuff like that. So I think that was a bit of a mismatch. But... Other than that, man, I mean, the last man standing match is an instant classic for me. I I absolutely love that match. Big fan of Dijak, bigger fan of Drugganoff. They go at it, and they didn't let me down. You got to check out that match, man. It was it was truly truly good. The opening triple threat match was was a good time. I really enjoyed that. The only thing I could really say, the only other thing that bothered me, I didn't. Re- I think the crowd was just not there tonight. I was a little bit surprised. You know, we don't get that many NXT pay-per-views, definitely not on the level of WWE pay-per-views. And usually when they go off, I mean, it's a pretty big deal. Crowd's usually fucking crazy. But this was a fairly tame crowd right here. And for Massachusetts, you know, I'm, I was honestly quite surprised so let down by y'all you gotta you gotta be louder than that next time that was ridiculous and i thought the tournament the women's tournament overall was fun it was not as predictable as i was predicting it to be i thought it was easily gonna be cora jade versus roxanne perez like forget it and nope that's not how it went down tiffany and lyra put on a great match i was i was very surprised at how good that match was well done and that was a great show i'm gonna give it an eight out of ten Okay, and we move on to AEW Double or Nothing in Las Vegas, Nevada. They had one show, one match on the pre-show. It was a six-man tag, the Hardy Boys and Hook with Isaiah Cassidy versus the Guns and Ethan Page. Uh, Page being an absolute douchebag, he pushes down to Isaiah and takes away his neck brace. Oh my god. Jeff goes for a whisper in the wind. He eats shit, like, really hard. I don't know if that was a botch or if that's what he was going for. Regardless, it looked fucking bad guns hit 310 to yuma jeff swantons them to break up the tag ethan is left all alone in the ring he eats two twists of face then he's choked out by hook page taps out and the good guys win i mean it was a pretty decent trios match for the pre-show i mean the crowd wasn't even all there yet uh honestly i think jeff hardy was pretty rusty in this one a couple times i noticed matt hardy like instructing him what to do i know jeff was late on one of the moves that they went to do and matt had to like call him over and and buy some time for him so i don't know it was a little bit shaky five and a half out of thin now we go to the main card it's starting off with the international championship match orange cassidy defending in a 20-man blackjack battle royale so right out of the gate we got an absolutely insane dive by commander over the ropes i mean oh my god like a crazy dive but he does technically go over the ropes so shouldn't he have been eliminated he was not eliminated so but my wife and i were like what the fuck he probably should be out but anyway brian cage goes absolutely fucking nuts he's just throwing and beating the shit out of everybody bandito manages to pick him up though for a military press that just made me go wow that was amazing he doesn't end up slamming him or anything but the fact that he even got him up there that's crazy Brian Cage then fights out. He cat- catching and slamming two luchadors at the same time. I mean, Brian Cage is going bananas. Thumbs up. Trent saves Orange from elimination, taking a boot from Big Bill, and he gets eliminated. 
Penta tries to save his bro Phoenix. Instead, he runs into him, eliminating Ray Phoenix. Oh no, I hope that's not going to cause any problems between the Lucha Bros. We got Ricky with an explosive spear on Jay White. I mean, that thing was violent. I think their like molecular structure changed during that move. I don't know. It looked crazy. Thumbs up. Dustin gives Cage, that's Dustin Rhodes right there, gives Brian Cage a Canadian Destroyer onto the apron, eliminating him. That would that one made me upset. I was like, come on, man. Like 50-year-old Dustin Rhodes, gold dust eliminating the monster Brian Cage. Come on now. We get to the final four. It's Big Bill. Penta, Swerve, and Orange Cassidy. So Big Bill boots Penta's head off. He gone. And then an amazing boss man slam. I mean, holy jumping. He sent that guy. Amazing. Thumbs up. Swerve betrays Big Bill as he's about to eliminate Orange Cassidy, tossing him over instead. Uh, That was a questionable decision right there, Swerve. Orange and Swerve now battling on the apron, both nearly falling off multiple times. Orange then just nonchalantly kicks Swerve's fingers from the ropes. He goes tumbling down in hilarious fashion, and I fucking loved that finish right there. Thumbs up for that. And I think that was a great opening Battle Royale match thing. I mean, I'm a big old fan of the Battle Royales. I thought uh, the Luchadors all teaming up together, that was awesome awesome they were all flying around out there going nuts and brian cage dude oh my god what an animal out there i thought keith lee was pretty good swerve honestly the final with him and orange that was some good shit i like this uh i like this battle royale i'm gonna give it an eight out of ten i predicted orange cassidy was gonna win and i was right we got the non-sanctioned match now chris jericho with the jericho appreciation society versus adam cole baby with Sabu and Roderick Strong. So right out of the gate, we got shit is going crazy. Sabu's throwing chairs like ECW never ended, and then he dives through a table. Fuck it, and then he's that's it. They're all out of here. All the extra guys, they're done. So I don't know. I don't. A lot of people are complaining about Sabu being here. What was the point of that? I mean, it's to get a name on the card, and clearly he was just there for a payday. But it was fun. I'm gonna give it a thumbs up. Uh, We got the walls get locked in, but there's no rope breaks in this match, so Cole has to grab a fire extinguisher. He squirts Chris in the face with it. It's uh, It doesn't look that great because Adam struggles to shoot it off, and Jericho's just kind of standing there waiting for it, but it happens. Jericho has his turn now with the extinguisher, and he just blasts Adam Cole with it, just shooting. Like, usually you don't have any residue when they shoot these kind of prop extinguishers, but there's even, like, some stuff on Adam Cole, so he just blasted him with it. And then he just drops it on his stomach. That looked, that was just a dick move. <laughs> then we got Britt runs down. She goes to town on Chris Jericho with a kendo stick. And she goes crazy with that thing. Out comes Soraya. She, she takes a beating from Britt as well. And they chase each other off. They gone. Adam now on the top rope. Chris hums a chair at him. Cole goes crashing through a table. Really rough, rough landing right there. Looked really painful. Thumbs up for that. Jericho brings in a large chain with handcuffs attached to it. Cole DDTs Chris onto the chain and then handcuffs themselves together. Oh no, you ain't going anywhere, Chris. They beat each other down with the chain. Doesn't look all that good. Cole hits a knee to the back of the head. Uh, He then wraps the chain around his knee, hits Chris again with another knee shot. And instead of pinning Chris, Cole just gets on top of Chris and just starts hammering onto his face until Aubrey has to stop the match. Adam Cole wins. Um, kind of a, I don't know, a little bit of a roller coaster ride of a match. I mean, the, the start to get all the extras out was fun and pointless at the same time. It was just like, I don't know. It was a pretty stiff fight. I mean, Jericho had welts all over him. Really nasty marks from that kendo stick that he got just, oh my god. Britt went to town on him with that. But some of the moves just didn't look all that good. Uh, it looks like some of their spots didn't quite hit their mark. But I still thought it was a good fight. I'm going to give it a 7 out of 10. I'm pretty sure I predicted Adam Colbebe got that right. Some of these predictions, I'm a little bit... Sh- I don't know. There were so many predictions. I'm, I'm mostly sure on who I picked. But if I'm wrong at some things, I apologize. We move on. It is the AEW Tag Team Championship match. FTR defending against... Jay Lethal and Jeff Jarrett with, here we go, Sanjay Dutt, uh, Satnam Singh, and Karen Jarrett with special referee Mark Briscoe. So, so many cooks in the kitchen for this one. 
We got a, we got the nice hard chops from Lethal and Dax at the beginning. Those two going at it was really good throughout this match. Uh, and then, of course, we got tons of shenanigans from Sanjay Dutt and Karen. Sanjay Dutt in particular can go to hell. He was so fucking annoying. Like, JR... I, can't, I imagine he was legitimately pissed because, like, he was mad on J- on commentary, telling him, get the hell out of here. Thumbs up for all that shit. Briscoe, seen enough, he finally tosses out Sanjay Dutt and Singh and all of them in dramatic fashion. But, of course, Dutt just never leaves. He just stays there, so that was pointless. Jarrett goes for a guitar, a guitar shot. He misses and absolutely blasts Briscoe in the head with it. That looks spectacular. Thumbs up. We got a shatter machine from FTR. Aubrey runs down to replace Briscoe, but Sanjay Dutt, being an absolute prick, won't let her go to the ring. Then Karen blasts her in the head with a guitar shot. That was fucking spectacular. I I did not see that one coming. Thumbs up. Good job, Karen. And great, great job from Aubrey taking a fucking guitar shot. Jarrett with the belt shot now and a stroke. Dax is able to kick out of that one just barely. Jarrett pissed now at Briscoe. He gives him a slap in the face and then Mark slaps him back FTR hit a shatter machine pins and retains the championship and I mean yeah as expected an annoying amount of shenanigans in this one but honestly I'm always going to be down for those guitar shots they are always so satisfying sound so good look amazing and uh I mean I did like the lethal and Dax stuff when they were going at it in the ring there wasn't very much of it but when it was there it was it was quite good they're beating the shit out of each other 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 than that, man, it was a really standard match, like, just cutting off the ring and, and Lethal doing a, Yeah, I mean, it, just, it wasn't all that special. It was fine. I mean, Briscoe was a decent special guest referee, didn't really add all that much. And Sanjay Dutt, man, just fucking sucks. Fuck that guy. 5 out of 10, predicted F- FTR, and I was right. We move on is the TNT Championship Wardlow with Arn Anderson defending against Christian Cage with Luchasaurus. In a ladder match. There you go. Uh, Wardlow gets crotched on the ladder. That That's a youch. That, that fucking hurts. Wardlow then military presses Christian, spins him around like crazy, and then just slams him onto the ladder. Again, that just looks painful as hell. Thumbs up for that. Wardlow hits a gnarly Alabama slam onto the ladder, goes for a swanton, but he misses and crashes onto the ladder. Ouch again. Christian reaching for the title, Wardlow, an absolute madman, he jumps from the top rope, goes, lands onto the ladder, but that ladder just ain't gonna be holding that amount of weight, it breaks, they both fall down, Wardlow, it was kind of a scary looking situation, but it seems like everyone was okay, uh, Luchasaurus interferes, interferes, and Arn like bites his fingers, making him bleed like really, really badly, I don't know what the fuck was going on over there, how hard did you bite him, Arn, or was, was there, like, blood capsules? Because there was so much fucking blood. Wardlow swantons off of the big old ladder, putting himself and Luchasaurus through the tables. Uh, classic Jeff Hardy-style swanton bomb off the big ladder. Um, questionable, I don't know, the, 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 the impact was weird, because they had the two tables. Luchasaurus was clearly on one table, and then the other table, that was for Wardlow to crash through. And it was really obvious. It, it's still an awesome spot, though. So, like, thumbs up, I guess. Christian tries to capitalize. Arn pushes him off. Wardlow catches him into a powerbomb. That was wicked. Thumbs up. Wardlow climbs, grabs the title, and retains the TNT Championship. Uh, Arn, like I said, man, he has so much blood in his mouth. I, I don't know what was going on with there. I'm hoping it was blood capsules, because that's gross. Very enjoyable ladder match, I thought. Christian was very smart in the use of the ladder. Like, really good stuff. Good performance from the veteran. And fucking Wardlow, man. Mercy. that He's like the modern-day Jeff Hardy right now, but with massive muscles. A great performance out of him. No way that that ladder spot was, was going to go. I mean, jumping onto it, I, he landed it and everything. It was just the ladder wasn't just wasn't capable that was going to be an awesome spot i'm not going to dock them any points for that it's kind of ladder's fault but really good ladder match seven and a half out of ten predicted wardlow now it's correct we got aew women's championship match jamie Hayter defending against tony storm this one i had a lot of hopes for let's see how it goes the outcast attack the champion before the match going after the injured shoulder oh no Hayter decides to fight the match begins. Oh no! Britt finally arrives after all the beating is is done. Like, oh, now I'm here for fuck's sake. She takes out Soraya. Ruby shoots spray paint into Hater's eyes. Now Hikaru Shida makes her way out. She takes out Ruby with a kendo stick. 
Hater's staying in it. She manages a haterade, but her shoulder is absolutely toast. She can't make a pin. Tony hits Storm Zero, pins, and new AEW Women's Champion Tony Storm. And man, if you can't hear it from the sound of my voice, I am very, very disappointed in this match. That sucked. Shenanigan fest to screw over my my boo, my baby Jamie Hader. I uh, I'm not impressed. I'm I'm guessing that maybe Jamie Hader is legitimately hurt or something like that, but I hated this. I didn't like how that went down. I'm happy for Tony. She's a really good wrestler and everything. She's great, but I wanted a match. I was hoping like this was, I really had high hopes for this one. I was really excited to see Tony versus Jamie and yeah, it was a shenanigan fest. It was it was bullshit. 3 out of 10 predicted Jamie and I was wrong. We got the AEW Trios Championship match. House of Black with Julia Hart defending against the acclaimed and Daddy Ass. We got a great extra long rap from Caster at the beginning. Oh man, that was some good stuff. Thumbs up. Brody crashes into Daddy Ass hard on the outside. That was just, whew, ouch. Now we got Bowen. He's cut off by Brody with uh, thunderous chops. I mean, oh my god, man. Like the crowd was a little bit tame, but once those chops started flying, they're like, whoo, goddamn, thumbs up. Daddy Ass with a fantastic hot tag. He is just whooping some ass. He eats a body or a Brody chop and he just eats it for breakfast. Stares him in the face. Tells him to fuck off. Gives him the finger. Hits him with a fame asser. That was fantastic. Thumbs up for that. Daddy was so fired up. Sadly though, Daddy gets his head kicked off by Malachi Black and the House of Black retained the championships. Uh, match was solid. Not sure. Um, I'm not sure about the chemistry between these two teams. I think House of Black is just way too intense and, and hardcore. And then you got the really comedic performing the acclaimed. And I just don't think in the ring it really meshed all that well. Some things just weren't hitting right. But it was still a pretty decent match in the ring. Five and a half out of ten. We move on to the TBS Championship match. Jade Cardgill with the Sorority Sisters. I think that's what they're calling themselves now. She defends versus Taya Valkyrie. Uh, awesome entrances for both. I mean, uh, Valkyrie, or yeah, hers was good, but Jade's was better. I mean, she comes out with this really catchy song. They got a nice choreographed dance with a bunch of the ladies. I like that. That was good. Thumbs up. Jade springboards into the knees of Taya. Ouch. Taya then hits a road to Valhalla, but Jade kicks out of that. Holy crap, that was a close one. Cardgill counter into a Jaded pins and retains her championship. She is now 60-0 or 61-0, something like that. And it was an alright match. I mean, eh. Taya got really close at some points there. And pretty nice performance from the champion. Just kind of short and sweet. 5 out of 10 predicted Jade, and I was correct. But we ain't done yet. So Smart Mark, Smart Mark decides he's going to be Dumb Mark right here. He claims that they will fight whenever, whatever, whoever, however, all that stuff. And then a returning Chris Statlander answers the challenge. The match is happening right now. And the crowd is going banana. Statlander goes right after the champion with some knees. Jade fights back. She goes for a jaded, but Chris is able to counter it. Hits her finisher, pins, and... No, TBS champion, it is Chris Statlander, holy shit, I mean, not much to say about the match, it was very, very quick, but holy fuck, what a moment and a return for Statlander, now WWE, you better take some notes, that's how you do a return right there, you get her to come back, taking out a woman that hasn't been beaten ever in the company, and you have her win the championship on a return, fuck yeah, that was awesome, thumbs up. And a dominant reign for Jade Cargill finally comes to an end. She's 60-1, and 61-1. What is going to be next for Jade Cargill? That's, that is going to be the question. Very interested to see what's next for her. So we go to the first of the two main events. That's how they want to do it. Main event one is the Four Pillars match. AEW World Championship. MJF defending against Jungle Boy, Sammy Guevara, and Darby Allin. Sammy and Ty announced that they are having a baby, so congratulations. Uh, hell of an entrance for the champion right here. He is lowered down slowly in the golden throne with the big old or orchestrated music. Fucking dope. Thumbs up. And we get up. Now we get to the match. <laughs> Beautiful shooting star press onto everybody by Sammy Guevara. That was spectacular. Thumbs up. We got a modified Tower of Doom spot. And they all go crashing into MJF. That was hilarious. And a few times throughout this match, like, MJF was just, like, screaming. One point, 
Darby hits him with a stun dog, and he goes, what the fuck? And it's just so good. All right, all four men using their mentors, finishers, MGF using a crossroads. I loved that little spot right there. Thumbs up again. MGF grabs a microphone now. He tells Sammy to think about the baby and just take the fall. Sammy says, yeah, sure, I'll do that. He tricks the champion, though, into a roll-up near fall. That was a funny little moment. And now the four pillars got themselves all locked into submissions. Everyone's got a submission locked in on each other. They're all just pretzled into the middle. What a fucking spot. Thumbs up. Sammy, a top rope Spanish fly to Darby to the outside onto MJF and Jungle Boy. Oh my god. So dangerous. So reckless. So awesome. Thumbs up. Fantastic reverse pinning spot. Very creative pins. Just everyone trying to get these pins in and they're reversing like crazy. It's carnage. Darby hits MGF with a skateboard, got a coffin drop, side takeover headlock, but Jungle Boy breaks it up, and Darby absolutely just devastated. He had it, but he had to go for that takeover headlock move, and that's what fucked him. Then Darby goes for another coffin drop on Jungle Boy, but MGF slides the championship onto Jungle Boy, injuring Darby on the coffin drop. MGF pins and retains the AEW World Championship. Oh, hell yeah, man. That was awesome. I mean, the fucking four pillars, they came out to play, man. They were on a mission to show everybody that they are for real. And wow, what what a performance from all four of them. So, oh my God, such an insane pace. Like, they were just flying out there. So many big creative spots. I don't think they messed up anything, honestly. Athleticism was fucking wild. And Sammy Guevara was hitting some freaking really awesome cutters in there. His cutter game was on point thumbs up for that and i thought they told a great story in there and all four pillars were looking great (sighs) this is a tough one i'm gonna give it a let's see a nine out of ten i think a nine out of ten is fair borderline nine and a half there's just um still that little problem with aew where they just go a little bit overboard with the offense and it kind of waters down everything but regardless this was spectacular Spectacular! Like, what a freaking performance. If you're newer to AEW, then this is probably, like, just a spectacle. I've seen them do this style of match a handful of times. It's still very, very impressive, though. All right, and now we go to the second main event. It is Anarchy in the arena. The Elite taking on the Blackpool Combat Club. So, the Elite now also have Hangman Adam Page. All right, so the band plays Wild Thing as the Elite run into the crowd to fight and oh my god, dude, I don't know what was going on with that band. They would not stop. They kept playing the song over and over and over again. I was like, oh my god, dude. Like, it was legitimately, it ruined the whole, what, as long as they were playing, it ruined everything because I could not pay attention to the match. You couldn't hear anything, and it was good at first. Like, I actually gave this a thumbs up because I thought it was dope that they go out into the crowd and they're kind of fighting with each other out there and the music's going on. But then they, like, get back to the ring. They didn't stop playing for, like, 15 minutes. It was fucking out of control. Double thumbs down. Finally, the Bucks go up there and they kick the singer in the face because he's, like, a Moxley fan. So, thank God the music is done. Moxley suplexes Kenny on the big poker chip covered in barbed wire. Ow. Kenny drops Moxley Moxley back first into the barbed wire. Now his turn. Ow. Nick then takes a gnarly suplex onto a chair that was just sitting up. I mean, oh my god, just makes my back hurt. Claudio pile drives Matt in the bed of a truck. And like, at this point, everyone's kind of all over the arena. And it's really hard to keep up with with what's going on because they're so separated the cameras are trying to pick up the action they're missing things here and there it was it was a little bit of a mess moxley has nick in a submission matt returns kicks moxley in the head with an exploding super kick i don't know how they did that but it was actually awesome thumbs up moxley removes matt's boot brings in the thumbtacks and he drops him foot first into the thumbtacks barefoot oh my god that was so gross and then right after that nick just takes a header into the thumbtacks my god thumbs up great combo from kenny and hangman crazy moonsault to the outside and he lands it i mean oh my god out of nowhere a masked man knees omega in the face it's Takeshka? No! How could you, Takeshka? You to pins Omega and the BCC win. Oh, that was anarchy for sure. Um, the beginning, like I said, man, uh, pretty rough. The band went way too long. That's an understatement. And then everyone was so spread out, it was hard to kind of tell what was going on. But 
Once everyone got back to the ring, shit really did hit the fan. It got really good. A brutal war. The thumbtacks to the feet, man, that actually made me cringe. That was horrifying. A freaking leaf blower was in there at one point. They're fucking throwing that thing around. Everyone was bleeding, and the finish was... Not it's not exactly what I was expecting. Had no did not see Takeshka turning on the elite. Thought it was going to be the other way around. Um, but him going to be in BCC. I don't know about that one. We'll see. It could be decent. Overall, this was a mess, but kind of a good mess. I'm going to give it a seven out of ten. Predicted BCC, and I was right. And I mean, Jesus, dude, that was a loaded card and a loaded show. I think maybe there again too many matches. Felt a little bit bloated and overbooked i mean you got the sabu whole thing and all those guys coming out for two minutes and leaving a little bit too much going on in this show i think i was definitely majorly disappointed in hater and the storm match i thought that could have been one of the matches of the year for me and it just ended up being now one of the most disappointing if not the in the anarchy truly lived up to the name i wish they were doing more picture in picture at some points they were showing off uh double camera footage and uh, they only did that a couple times and they definitely should have kept that going and of course the the pillars man that was my favorite match of the night mvps of the show fucking fantastic display for the future stars of aew overall i thought the show was pretty darn good crowd was solid most of the matches were good you started out hot got a little little slow in the middle as it usually goes and then the finale i think the pillars should have went on last but it is what it is they still have to earn their way over the veterans i guess gonna give this show a seven and a half out of ten and that is the review everybody thank you so much for listening and Overall, I mean, it was a good weekend of wrestling. The best match, obviously, was that last man standing match. First ever. How can you you deny it? So let me know what your favorite wrestling matches and what your favorite overall pay-per-view was. I'm going to go with the NXT Battleground. I think that was my favorite one overall. I know a lot of people sound like they're disappointed with the double or nothing. I thought it was a good pay-per-view, but it definitely wasn't AEW's best performance, and I know people are concerned, like, oh, AEW's starting to go downward, but I still thought it was a good time, though. I feel, yeah, they could have gone for a little bit more time on some of the storylines, like Adam Cole and Chris Jericho, but, you know, the pay-per-view date comes up, and injuries happen, and people have to get their way back in, but... You know, I, I was I was satisfied. It was a good-ass weekend of wrestling. So let me know what you thought of all the wrestling. We're going to move the hockey cast back a little bit this week so because there's not all that much news. And the playoffs, the finals don't start till Saturday, so we'll probably have the hockey cast on Friday or something like that. All right, and if you're interested in any more content, you can go check out the YouTube channel, GamerGX Videos. Links are down in the description. And hell yeah. Have a good one, everybody. It is the, what is today? Wednesday. So, oh my God, a cat just jumped in front of my face. Uh, Hump day. There you go. Oh, wow. That really threw me off. You're almost at the weekend, everybody. Get there. And thank you so much again for listening. We'll be back again with the Hockey Cast probably on a Friday.